Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen. The best wrestling podcast around. The Humor. From Brooklyn to your living room. It's the best podcast to listen to. Morning, even afternoon. Here, clever blind girl and a Jew. Talk about wrestling. They do it 24-7. Cause they love to speak on it every week. That's why they are best friends. And they're back once again for some wrestling talk. So sit back, relax. It's time for Humor. They're not just smart. They're Humor. Ladies and gentlemen, fans and friends, we are back once again with everybody's favorite wrestling podcast. I am the custodian of charisma, the ophthalmologist of optimism. I am the hyperactive heel and your messiah of mischief. With me, as always, she is the sultan of sarcasm, the sorceress of sass, the blonde ball buster, and everybody's favorite winter coat. She is Danielle. I am Brady. We are the best, best friends in all the land. And with us, as always, saltier than the sea, he is the contractor of comedy, everybody's favorite curmudgeon king. He is salty. John Sosis, we are the heel marks. Come one, come all, get comfortable. Get your snacks ready. Get yourself in the ideal listening position because we got stuff to talk about. As always, thank you for tuning in in the future. Thank you for tuning in in the present if you are with us in the live chat. If you are, I can only assume you're tired because you were up all night. The world, the WWE went across the world to Australia and that convinced you that one of the most predictable pay-per-views of the year was worth staying up and screwing your sleep schedule over to watch. You did it, we did it, and now we're here to talk about it. It was Elimination Chamber. Guys, what did you think about that Australian crowd before we even get into the matches? What do we think about the Aussie crowd? They were fun. They, I think they were excited that something was there for them and they were excited. They got a little... Sometimes when they go across to other places, I feel like we get taken back to 1990 or early 2000s because they start doing chants from like, guys, these are old chants. We don't need to do this anymore. And I feel like they get a little carried away, but it's fine. I thought that I thought the crowd was really into all the matches. That's interesting. I thought they were very quiet. Really? I don't think so. I think I think they popped at certain pops, but everybody was yelling like the, the superstars were yelling like for them to chant and i thought it was very weird well well i have a question was it was it the arena was open right yeah yeah that's why i think it was so quiet 
Yeah, I don't think the crowd was quiet because there were times where they got really loud and we were really able to hear them. And then, yes, there were certain times that I did kind of think it was on the quiet side, but it was more of like, it's the same way I feel at, at like WrestleManias when they do the open arenas and you just can't really hear. It doesn't resonate the same when, when right. you've got the outside, you know, element. Yeah. Uh, yeah, outside is not fun. We've been to I I'm I'm not looking forward to WrestleMania being outside. Like I'm not I'm I'm not okay with outside arenas. I know I understand that they do it for the bigger crowd, but I'm not a fan of them. I feel like it takes yeah, away the too. intimacy of Because even when I'm in there, I can't hear as much. I can't like and it's just one of those like if you're inside an arena you can begin chanting something. Maybe you get three people with you to start chanting. You can do that. A few people behind you start. Next thing you know, you literally watch it carry over and you've begun a chant. Right. That can happen. When you're outdoors, no one can hear you. It's we hard. chant. The only one hearing us is our section. So it almost just takes you out as like a live audience member to the point where sometimes the crowd might be quiet because they've kind of given up. Their claps don't don't carry right. on their chance don't get you know what i mean so football it's, games it's... are like that too when you're in a football stadium sometimes sometimes you're chanting let's go defense and people aren't really carrying because you're not loud enough like because it doesn't project the same well that's why i make sure to get nice and drunk before every football game starts so that i'm in my own world everyone's chanting with me we're all doing it together or you're just chanting by yourself and you think everybody's chanting with you and you don't care it's fine, exactly. I, I, I do what I gotta do. I power yeah. through. I, I finish the drill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Aussie crowd did open up the show with a treat. We uh, we were talking about the possibility of it last week because you know we we thought I, I picked Indy to advance into the chamber match. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, Danielle and I were chatting as Australian picks and clips are coming out. I'm like, okay, so we see Indy and Candice both made the trip. It could be as simple as Indy's visiting family and maybe Candice just went or maybe we're getting a tag team match. And that's exactly what we got. We got a last minute edition tag team championship defense. The Kabuki Warriors did defeat Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. But as I said, Indy did get to perform in front of that hometown crowd. Uh, a great way to start the show. Uh, Danielle, what'd you think? Yeah, I really love that they threw her in there just so, I mean, not just so, but that way she gets to wrestle in front of her hometown. And that's a big deal. It and makes sense. Like you've got, it, you've got it, like it four Australian sense. talent on the main roster. Get as many on the show as possible. Yeah, and I thought that was great. And like, get a Kabuki Warriors a little bit of a match. I feel like we don't see matches with them that much. So it's nice to see them have a match as well. Sosis, what'd you think of our opener? Uh, yeah, I think it was smart to put her on there. You didn't have Bronson Reed, so uh, you you have her give her a spot. You don't. I think she's going to be a future talent. So I don't think this is going to be her last chance to perform in uh, in Australia. So I think it was a good move. Did you see Bronson yeah. Reed's uh, tweet? His yeah. wife yeah, gave it was just, birth. Was... Oh, is that what you're just gonna say? Well, no, I was just going to say, because it was weird, because the truth is, like, last week or earlier in the week, he tweeted out something different where he was like, yes, my wife is pregnant. No, that's not the reason I'm going to be, I'm not going to Chamber. And now the most recent tweet is full disclosure. Originally, I was set to be at Chamber. It would have been an incredible moment. Unfortunately, plans changed. Everything happens for a reason. My wife and I have had our baby early. I was supposed to miss the PLE to make sure I'm here for my family. Thank you for all your support to all my friends and family and to Triple H for guiding me. Now I'm not not just big i am big papa so yeah basically confirming everything we said but i read that as 
he was going to miss it anyway. And the baby just so happened to come early. So it made sense. That's how right, I read it. The, I didn't read that he was missing because his wife was pregnant. I met, I read it as he missed it, but he missed it because, yeah. Yeah, like the, like I said, I, I kind of read it as a confirmation that, yes, his wife being pregnant was... Maybe he maybe when the word started getting around on Twitter, maybe he kind of read it as people coming at his wife for costing him an opportunity, and that was why initially he tweeted like something to the contrary, but now mm. he's he's... You know, maybe someone talked to him and he's like, OK, let me because Triple H has also responded to this tweet about how, you know, he's obviously where he needed to be. There will be other moments like this. So it's just it's good to know that WWE wouldn't have just purposely kept him off and made him the one and only Aussie on the main roster to just not be included. Uh, obviously, we said it last week. We're very happy for him. Congratulations mm -hmm. to him and his wife and their new baby. Hope he, he or she is happy and healthy. And hopefully we do get to see Big Bronson get a shot to perform in front of his hometown crowd. Because uh, this was this was fun seeing Indy and, and the other Australian talents on the show. Even before the show started, like the press conference, uh, when, when Grayson came out and Rhea came out and they did a shooey. Like you really got to feel, because as Danielle said, right. these crowds don't get this very often. That's what set the Puerto Rican crowd uh, you know, above all else. And, and we got a similar Definitely. feeling from this. And I'm looking forward to more uh, shows across across the pond or wherever they want to take us. Uh, we we did get the Elimination Chamber match uh, kicking off the main show because the, the Tag Team Championship was kickoff. We got Becky Lynch coming out on top, defeating Bianca, defeating Liv Morgan, Naomi, Raquel Rodriguez, and... The standout, in my opinion, Tiffany Stratton continues to impress. Uh, but Becky got the big win as as we knew it was going to happen. What do we make of it, Danielle? I got to go salty for a second. Naomi looked awful. She was clunky. She looked slow. It was very hard to watch Naomi. And I was like, is she? does she have a jet lag? And I was very confused watching this match with Naomi. I felt like she she didn't look like she should have been in that match at all and it was really surprising for me because obviously we want her in that match and obviously they booked so, her in there for a reason and i love naomi and it was just she she didn't look good in this match salty sosis you uh you agree is she, is she speaking your mind i do i i i think there's something to be said about going to a, a promotion where you I just don't think she benefited from leaving WWE because she's somebody that really pulled in the energy from the audience and she didn't really have that. And this is her first big return outside the Rumble and the Rumble, it's really not a display of skills because you're competing with all the people in the ring and there's a limited moveset. Uh, she was not ready for this and it, it showed. So I'm going to... You know, surprise you guys. I'm going to disagree on this point. Um, I, I mean, I wrong. do understand what you're talking about. I do. But I, I like I I think it wasn't. This is the Elimination Chamber match. You know what I mean? There's just mm -hmm. so many elements and there there's the pressure to do crazy spots. And we saw quite a few from Naomi. We saw her jump from the top of a chamber and do kind of like a blockbuster neck breaker. Liv Morgan, who was on the second rope. Uh, and it did didn't it look, look good. Picture per 
Did, yeah, okay, but it, that's not nothing easy to do. Like those are the risks you take. You go back into the history of the Attitude Era. There was a lot of crazy highlight shit that didn't look super pretty. It's what you do when you take risks and stuff. Um, she she hung from the side, kind of like a Spider Man thing, and did like a a split split legged leg drop. I thought that was impressive. Like I, I for, they told her going out that she was going to be the first eliminated. Right. So she knows that of all the women, she's got the least amount of time to showcase herself. I think she wanted to show out. She, she took big risks and I, I think that's what happens. It's a, it's an occupational hazard, but I, I the overwhelming response I read online seemed to be pretty positive to her to response. If anything, a lot of people were mad that she got eliminated so early. Um, I definitely didn't watch this match thinking, oh, Naomi doesn't belong. Uh, and it certainly didn't leave me less excited about her making her return to WWE. Uh, as I did mention when we intro this match, I'm very excited about Tiffany Stratton showing up and showing out. Uh, Danielle, are you going to be salty about Tiffany too? No, absolutely not. No, she's in my she's in my uh, notes as Tiffany coming in hot. There were bullshit chants when she got eliminated. Like pe people were all for her. Like she was fire. I think she was super impressive. I think that's what made Naomi look so trashy. <laughs> is that. Tiffany yeah. was really killing it. Like Tiffany was destroying everybody and looked so strong going into this match. When she like jumped off the top rope and kicked both of them down and like she was just doing all this crazy stuff. I was like, this is amazing. She was doing the crazy stuff correctly. Yeah. What did am I crazy or did they change her entrance music? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. I'm 90 I didn't sure catch she it. had new music because I like her entrance music and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I think she has new entrance music. Um, and I agree. I th I think she was, uh, her and Liv were surprisingly mm -hmm. the highlights of the match. I did think she was going to break her neck on that final dive off the, off the, uh, chamber where she uh she i didn't think she was going to do a full rotation so i got nervous there she rotated real late uh but i think she was the highlight of the match the scariest part of this match was watching raquel's top because i kept feeling like it was gonna fall off because i was like how are you just wearing something that's triple knotted like this is terrifying to me i was like this top is gonna fall off that was the scariest part of this entire match for me <laughs> I feel so, so bad that she went through this match. Like, you know, all the stuff she's dealing with. So, like, yeah, yeah, you could tell in her face, her face was puffy and red. They tried to cover it up with makeup. Her, the, the the top was to basically just cover what was going on on her the front of her chest. I just felt bad for her the whole yeah. match. She was like just going through the motion. She's a fucking champion. Oh, hell yeah. hundred percent a beast. Um, Sosis is correct. The family didn't happen. Uh, at the chamber, it actually happened at Raw. They changed Tiffany's music. That was the first time I guess we heard the new ah. theme. I missed it. I, got, I, missed I it did, too. but yeah, I guess Tiffany's got new music. I Australia really liked Tiffany, um, and, and oh, it's yeah. one of the, it's one of those things where I think a lot of times, like we talked about it last week. I think it was Sosis that brought it up with uh, Corbin in France, and the overwhelming response to him. He's not he's not from there. He doesn't speak the language, but they love him there. I, to my knowledge, Tiffany has no special connection to Australia other than they just seem to love her there. So I, I think a lot of times those do kind of open people's eyes. I remember that it was. Gable and Jordan were in, in a particular country and the crowd was going crazy for him. DIY had a similar response. These things do catch backstage attention. 
Right. I've been saying it for a while. I get it. She's beautiful and she's blonde. So let's make her a heel. I think she her ring style is just so much catered to babyface to the point where I feel like this might be a reason why we're going to start seeing crowds take to her more often because she's she's not you see a lot of times usually high, like a AJ Styles when he's a heel he's not going to the top rope and doing the impressive flips he's not doing the crossbody he's not doing that high flyer babyface style Tiffany Stratton don't give a fuck she's doing swanton's from everywhere right. chambers ladders she doesn't care she's flipping she's spitting she's doing the moonsaults like. Like her arsenal is just very impressive. So I, don't... I, I think big things are in store for Tiffany. It is definitely Tiffany time. Tiffy time come 2024. Tiffy time. I don't want to take away from Baron Corbin, but you know why France was like chanting for him, right? It's because of that Fran French podcast. Yeah. That guy's like obsessed with Baron Corbin and he like started this whole movement with Baron Corbin and that's why they all were chanting him. But it worked. I did not know this. Yeah, it yeah. I, I forgot what he says about Baron Corbin. It's it's kind of a negative, but it turned into a positive, and that's why they all are chanting for him constantly, because this guy on a podcast, I forgot the whole story, but he says, he what does he call Baron? Do you remember, John? No. He calls him something on the podcast, and then everyone became obsessed with it, and like it became like this, this running joke, so when he was in France, everybody was popping for him, because they know about this podcaster who's like obsessed with Baron. I forgot the cat. I wish I had it offhand. And I'm not taking away from Baron, because Baron should get all the love. That's amazing. I hope Baron doesn't know that because I've seen so many like interviews and videos where and it's like labeled like Baron Corbin's wholesome reaction to it, like him making the heart symbol with his hand and putting his hand on his heart. Like I he think knows. there's a clip of him getting even a little teary eyed. Like I don't know no, if he I'm, knew I'm, that I'm was aware. why. I think he knows why. I'm pretty I sure he mentioned it to Sam Roberts. I think Sam Roberts interviewed him and he mentioned it. No, I I remember that interview. I feel like that was him talking about how much it meant to him. I don't I don't remember the podcast getting a shout out. Maybe I'll have to go rewatch that interview. Yeah, man, I, I think, can't I can't remember what he said, but he called him he called Baron something specific, and then that yeah. became like a running thing because he's a big he's a big podcaster in France, and then that's why when he was there, everybody was going crazy for Baron. It wasn't bum ass Corbin, was it? Because no. I know Pat McAfee was doing that. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and then we'll we'll discuss it off. Um, I don't want to digress from the chamber. Also, the, right. the Tiffy Time entrance, the the CM Punk thing. I'm like, ooh, I I don't know. I did I I didn't like the. Uh, it's not CM Punk just because she's saying the time thing. This is a standard thing. If you if you watch any sport. There's always, if you watch any sport, there's always people that do the the pointing to your watch symbol just to say, it's my time. They're, they're, people say, it's Tony time. Like, this is a thing that's been done for years. Like, I'm time. not going mean, to, that's not I'm CM Punk. Saying, I'm not giving CM Punk that. It gives major CM Punk vibes where, like, if you're inspired by someone, I get it. But, like, she walked in, she starts hit, tapping the watch. I'm like, here we go. Uh, the no, other thing. That's her thing. She's been doing that. <laughs> I know, just in general, one thing I cannot stand, I, I think this might have become my least favorite PLE, that they all have to check the structural integrity of the Elimination Chamber when they get into it. They all look around and start feeling it like the thing is going to collapse on them. The entrances are already... Well, I like that. You got to sell the fear. No, I like I like when they walk around and stare at each other when they're already in the pods. I'm okay with that, even though the entrances are so uh, so long already. But the looking up and shaking the gate and like like they've never been in there before. Some of them haven't, but most of them have. 
it's infuriating. It is just, okay, we get it. You, you don't know what this thing is that you've seen in your last five years here, but. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, it drives me nuts when they do that. It's the same thing as like moving the ladder over an inch just so it could be center right under the, the title. It's unnecessary. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I get it. I, I don't mind it only because I think it sells the fear, the intimidation of the structure. It's just yeah. I, I don't I don't mind it too much. I You know, it, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, It also doesn't bother me that, as we called it, Becky Lynch is going on to WrestleMania. And it does not bother me that it is going to be her versus Rhea Ripley. Um, Nia Jax in the main event performance didn't bother me either. I, I know she gets a lot of flack. I'm sure she has. I didn't catch it on Twitter, but I'm sure it's there. For me, this was one of her better performances. I thought she did her job perfectly. I, I thought it was very impressive. I thought there was that one spot where she um, she goes to put Rhea Ripley through the announce table. I know Danielle was having a conniption during this happened because you got the two biggest women and they can't make the table break. And it, it, 100%. 100%. But, I was like, oh, here we go but, again. But Nia Jax, no hesitation. You look in her eyes during that spot. She like she doesn't freeze for not a second. I thought the idea she had to pivot was scary as fuck. Going on a goddamn chair with wheels on it to 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 jump off. I was so fucking terrified that that wasn't gonna go well. I didn't see any of the commentators like holding the chair to help her out, and she was just on her own. But she made it work. She she figured out a spot. She pivoted. She she got the spot done. Put her through the table. I was impressed with Nia. I I don't know if I should be saying this, but whatever. Rhea looked so hot. <laughs> I was oh like, my she god, came out, she always she does. came out, and I was like, oh, I was like, my breath is what? I was like, am I watching Randy Orton right now? I was like, what is happening? She looks so beautiful. Danielle. You're the one. You're the one that has to say. Oh, that I have to say. On the show. She we need great. you to get. Like we need body, you to get it started so we can agree. Her body looks sick. She looked amazing. I was like, holy shit! I was like, all right, Rhea, I see you. I'm like, I see you. I, I'm always like aware that she comes out with the cheeks out, but it's not really until she starts like taking bumps and stuff that you really notice, and it's kind of like, oh damn, Rhea's got them cheeks out. Oh yeah, I mean that too. But I just, I thought she looked. Cool super hot no she looked she looked amazing she was in her element uh I, I watched the pre-show like youtube clip that they posted of her where she talked about how much this meant to her her family was front row you could feel she was just on another level this is one of the few rhea ripley matches we're gonna see her take most of the offense like really take a beating and have to go back and forth because most of the time we're watching her with a big power dynamic but we didn't see it this time. Uh, Salty Sosa's healer mark for this match. Uh, I thought it was great. I, and I, and actually, I, I did check Twitter, and everybody says this is Nia Jax is probably uh, probably her best match. Even the commentator said that. Yeah, I mean, she, she looked really good. Uh, she was taking the move. She was actually, like, 
she was jumping when she took when she took the that that finisher she she actually left the floor to help Rhea's back and i don't think she was doing that in the past i think she was leading to a lot of people getting hurt and now she seemed like she i don't know if somebody said to her in the back like this is our wrestlemania headliner protect her at all costs but she did a really good job this match yeah, no, 100% agree. I have to shout out to the commentators. Like, I thought they were great. Like, for every single match, they really were saying fun things, and they were really, like, getting behind all the wrestlers and making them mean stuff and have moments for them and make it realize, like, this isn't a throwaway pay-per-view. Even though to us, it's, like, a predictable pay-per-view that we knew the outcome, like... We knew who was winning. Like, it was obviously predictable. But they made you feel like these were important matches, and each match was important. I mean, obviously, Elimination Chamber is important, but, like, this match against Rhea, that's an important match. You know, like, they just made sure, like, all these matches were. Even the tag team match, they made sure those were important, too. Well, I'll, I'll say yeah. uh, Corey kept saying that Rhea was the main event of WrestleMania. So I think... It kind of, if you if you were a viewer at home, you kind of knew how this was. Good. We knew how it was going to end regardless, but it didn't help that the match was the main event of the night, and Corey was kind of just giving us spoilers. When, really Corey did say something very funny. He said, uh, "I think it was when Liv almost got the pin, and he was like, oh, almost.' And he's like, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.' <laughs> I thought that line was really funny. <laughs> that's an old school classic zinger, though. Still I guess a good line. I heard, I popped. <laughs> i probably like that right. a lot but yeah no this this match to me really delivered I, the only thing was it like i don't know why maybe it was just for some reason i expected something at the end i i, I becky lynch to come out and then have a stare down they probably didn't want to do that because becky would have gotten booed in that moment but i don't know it just it seemed like cole and Corey said good night and then we were seeing Rhea celebrate for, and I didn't mind it. It was cool seeing it. But normally when you get that visual, they're still talking and wrapping things up. And the night to WrestleMania begins tomorrow. Like, we didn't get that. So I it just had me where I'm kind of like, all right, who's coming out? What's going to happen? What's going down? And then kind of just ended. Uh, but uh, but really, like, I can't say anything bad about this match. Uh, mm -hmm. it, as I've been saying for weeks, this was going to be Mommy's Night. They were going to give her the main event spot. Nia Jax was built up as the top boss villain. She's We've literally watched her beat every other woman in the division leading up to this match. So I know Sosa said losing to Rhea would make Nia look weak again, like she's not a, not a threat. But I, I don't agree. I think everyone else still looks a step below her, with the possible exception of Becky, who has lost to her, so technically does, but now Becky's got the spot at WrestleMania. But but yeah, I do think Nia still looks dominant. It'll I, I expect her to beat a lot of people up tomorrow. They did, they did, I take it. They did some good like the construction of the match is why I would agree with you. Rhea's Riptide is one of the worst finishers in wrestling. Like, in terms of this is the thing that finishes your opponent. This is a nothing move. I can't wait till we get to another match so I can tell you the finisher I hate the most. Yeah, so so for me, it was like giving her that suplex off the top and then going into the Riptide, it legitimized, okay, Nia's down for the count. If Nia had just lost to a Riptide, I'd be like, this just made her look weak and it's a terrible finisher and I don't know how she stayed down. So, like... Yeah, I agree. I think that Nia looks better than I expected her to coming out of this match. 
I also am a little upset that they broke the streak of people losing in their hometowns. Uh, so far, every, every overseas match, the hometown hero was losing. And now... I always think of that with the GCW. When GCW is in Hammerstein, they made every old school, like, OG GCW person lose. Every match they lost at yeah. Hammerstein, one of their biggest crowds ever. And all of them, anybody who was an OG GCW wrestler lost to, like, right. no, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, Rhea retained. She's taken her title to WrestleMania. She will face a Becky Lynch. They've been building that match so strong already, so you knew that was going to happen. Her her stablemates, the Judgment Day, are also taking their titles. At least for now, it seems they're taking them to WrestleMania as Finn Balor and Damian Priest did defeat the new Catch Republic to retain their championships. Uh, Danielle shaking her head. Danielle is radiating salt like the cracker she is. Okay, there's a few things. One, Pete Dunne should not be in a tick. Pete Dunne needs to be a solo wrestler. I, I don't want him in tick. I do love Tyler Bate. I know I'm stand on it. I do love Tyler Bate. Pete Dunne is too is too good. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in a tick. Absolutely not. Um, what do you like about Tyler Bate? Can you tell me? I don't like know. I just like guy? him. I like. I feel like he's very old school wrestling, hard hitting. He kind of reminds me of FTR in a little bit, where it's like old school. Like he like, kind of reminds me of like a Sami Zayn a little bit too. Like there's nothing he really can't do. He's fast. Yeah. He's tough. He's strong. He's he's agile. He's got it all. Yeah, I like him a lot, and he's still young he's as fuck. And, I yeah. think you guys are just trying to make me mad right now. Well, I, I wasn't. <laughs> hey, I wasn't talking about Tyler Bate. I was specifically talking about Pete Dunne and how he could be a solo. No, I was solo. just curious why you like Tyler yeah. Bate so much. So, I find no appeal. So this match, this match was good, but Finn Balor, I think, has the worst finisher. I think the Huracarana is so fucking stupid. Not the, yeah, the coup de gras. Sorry. The coup de gras is the stupidest. <laughs> I was going to say, how dare you insult the Huracarana? Sorry. No, or no, no. insinuate that anyone has been using it as a the finisher. Coup de gras is the coup de gras is the worst finisher. It's so stupid. And then this man breaks his thumb doing the finisher. And then the cameramen are like, Oh, let's end the match with zooming in on poor Finn Balor, popping his thumb back into place and then going to something else. This poor man, like you saw Damian Priest just staring at Finn as Finn is wriggling in pain and popping his thumb back in. And the camera guy was like, yes, let's zoom in on Finn trying to be out of the way while He's in pain, popping his thumb back in. It was the wildest thing. I was like, I mean, what did you want them to show us? Corey Graves? No, show Damian Priest <laughs> holding up the, the belts. Why would you show Finn with a broken thumb? What? And he broke his thumb doing that stupid finisher. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't involve his hands. That doesn't all. involve his hands. <laughs> How did well, he break think... his thumb doing that? He then? jumped. He did the, when he did the, the coup de gras, when he fell forward, his thumb just popped. You'll watch it. You could see his thumb like pop up. And I like, have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I thought he, he did. I thought over. he, I thought he injured it doing like another move. No, like, I, I, he I did it at that the finisher. Did... Mm -mm. Interesting. He did it with the finisher. And then I, he's just I like, don't think... 
I don't think it's that bad of a finisher. I think I think when you jump on somebody's chest, that could knock the wind out. That finisher reminds me of how my brothers used to beat me up as a kid. Like that's a child move. I feel like that doesn't. Yeah, but that shit probably took the wind out of your chest. Of course it does, because my brothers are like (laughs) five hundred pounds. Like of course it hurt me. But I, it's such a stupid. Okay, well Finn Balor was a soccer star. You see his calves are coming at you. I weigh more than Finn Balor. His calves are bigger than your stupid, whole body. Stupid, stupid finisher. I love Finn Balor, but what a stupid finisher. Dumb. I'm not, yeah, just not a fan <laughs> of it. And then the, like that whole ending thing, like his stupid finisher, his finisher causes him to break his thumb and the camera guy's like, ah, let's, the, let's. This sh- poor guy is hurt and Danielle's complaining about the fact that she had to watch it. Yeah, How heartless can you be? Ice bucket on a plane right now. Jesus, begging for more ice. This poor man. Well, I felt bad for him. Now he has to change his finisher. Okay, now let's talk about this because Judgment Day has retained. Now, so since last week, I believe you said that you thought it was obvious. That our truth and the Miz are being set up to face them for the tag titles at WrestleMania. I personally think it's being set up for DIY to face them at WrestleMania. DIY mm-hmm. has been, they just kind of entered the Judgment Day feud with our truth and Miz. They have been front runners for that number one contender spot. It seemed like they were the lead team on Raw to face them. They obviously lost to New Catch Republic from SmackDown in the tournament, but with them now out of the way, I think DIY is the next team waiting. I do think there's still a resolution for our truth um, with Damian Priest, but I, I just don't know what it is. If it's the tag team titles, it doesn't feel like our truth and Miz are really being set up for that tag run. Danielle, w- what side are you leaning towards? I mean, maybe they'll do my least favorite match of all time—a triple threat—and they'll have because we got to get our truth on the on the mania card somehow. Like I don't I think know how. Do that. But tri- but tag have Miz and our truth have Judgment Day have DIY, and then Damian will probably go in being like, "Oh, our truth is going to help us. Like this is going to be great." We'll still be able to retain and maybe like our truth will mess it up and that's how DIY will champ or something like that. I think we're getting a Zack Ryder moment. I think it's gonna be a three-way ladder match and our truth gets the title on the top of a ladder. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see I think Damian Priest is gonna lose. It's gonna kind of set him up to take the title back at the end. I, I mean, us. yeah, the the the, the four uh the format is pretty standard um and especially when it comes to wrestlemania cashins of which there's been one the per but usually when somebody's cashing in on a card that they're already on they usually lose in like the opener or second match of the night it's usually early get them out of the way so you're not even thinking about them later and then they come in to win the championship and then whoever they lose to is a kind of solid pick for number one contender type of shit um, such as what happened with Seth Rollins and Randy Orton when Seth cashed in. So you're right. I definitely do see it where if Damian Priest or Finn Balor are losing the titles at WrestleMania, it's probably going to win the first matches of the night, and then he'll he'll win the title towards the end of it. If they give us a triple threat, I think our truth and Miz are taking it. I think plans were for DIY to take it, but if they go, if they ride the organic wave, uh, if they ride the truth wave and and get him in the match, he'll probably have to take the titles from Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I hope that happens. That sounds amazing. But it sounds amazing, but we're all assuming that he even makes it to the show because our truth was in Austria last night. 
Oh, Austria. Do you know he's fun fun fact, fun fact, in the Austria airport, there is a there is a kiosk, like a, a station specifically for people who booked Austria instead of Australia for their flight. Get the fuck out of yep, here. Yeah, because That's people amazing. do it people do it so often that they have their own like uh help desk to help people get to Australia because people book Austria all the time. That's funny. That's that's honestly that's amazing because that's got to be one of the dumbest things you can do when you realize that you probably feel so stupid knowing that there's an entire department set up for this one mistake has got to make you feel a little better. Or You're also, like, like, all right, I'm not feeling times. Me. I feel like a flight time to Austria is six hours where like Australia is like 24 hours from us at least or something like that, you know? Yeah, but there's a there's a specific place in the airport specifically for people that that book Austria instead of Australia. So our truth isn't that dumb. Uh, well, their 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 three digit country code Australia is AUS and Austria is AUT, so it's definitely right something that could easily be done with even something like a typo. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I just thought, I thought that's, that was a I, I, I really I would love to see somebody Photoshop our truth in that particular section right. of the airport. Yeah, yeah, I thought that <laughs> was a really fun fact. I wonder if he knows that because it to me you're you're right now making his joke even funnier. Right. Like this joke just got elevated to the next level. Like they could have done a, they could have done a cute media. little like green screen thing of him going up to the counter and being like, uh not oh, I made a mistake. People do this often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. No, it, it was it was good. Um so yeah, we know we know. A lot of the matches happening at WrestleMania, and of course, we found out one more. It does seem Seth Rollins is going to be taking on Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre did emerge from the Elimination Chamber victorious, defeating Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, and Randy Orton. Uh, we got we got some signs here. Not only, as I said, Drew's going to face Seth. We've been talking about who might face Logan Paul. We kind of thought Kevin Owens was in this match to continue that feud. That may be the case. But how about Logan Paul making a statement at the end of this match, costing Randy Orton the shot, costing Randy Orton the match? All I kept thinking when that happened was when AJ Styles came in, when that happened, I'm like, Refs, do your job. Why are you taking so long to lock up the gates? Because obviously these people just ran back in or like didn't get yeah. out fast enough. Push we saw out. AJ Styles get in there. Yeah. <laughs> How did AJ Styles get in? Because Bobby Lashley was slowly getting out. Well, tell Bobby Lashley to move his ass because you need to shut the friggin' chamber. <laughs> okay, Danielle, you tell Bobby Lashley to move his ass. <laughs> Storyline-wise, I'm like, why was he in Australia? Did he take? A, did he personally fly himself out there? I don't think they would have brought him if he wasn't on the card. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's just like when you think about the behind the scenes. You wanted to koalas, obviously. Yeah. How'd you even get Bro, the street profits. The street profits weren't on the card. They're in Australia. They didn't even accompany Bobby Lashley to the ring. They but literally one of their did wives, nothing. One of their wives was in the main. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so Dawkins is just like, yo, I'm coming too. Hell yeah, he's, you know, it's like me and you and me and you and your friend Steve. That's exactly what it is. It's freaking Steve. I think I think WWE is like a clown car when it comes to these. It's like whoever comes, comes. I mean, why wouldn't you want to come? I think if Baron Corbin was like, yo, I'm fucking coming. Nobody's saying no. Like, Where's Raw? I hope it's in Australia. I hope so, too. That sounds exhausting. I, I really liked when Kevin Owens locked uh, Logan Paul in and he started beating him up in the in the chamber. I thought that was fun, except then he got stuck himself in the chamber, which I found even more funny. I was Speaking like, of the chamber, I'm, I'm sorry, when, when Sosis was talking earlier about what he didn't like when uh, when the women kind of inspected uh, the cages as they got in. Uh, Frazier James in the live chat did say he likes when they do that with the chamber. He thinks it pays tribute and respect to all the people that helped build it in a short time. I don't know if there's anything behind that, if he's the only one that feels that way, if other people do, or if there's something to that. I I do like that way of thinking. I, I, I'm kind of going to look at that differently now because it is kind of crazy to think that that is a hand-built structure. When when L.A. Knight was on top of, was it Logan Paul's chamber? And you see Logan Paul, like, holding the top because it was shaking. I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> Logan Paul yeah. got worried for a second. He's like, you're jumping a little too much, L.A. Knight. Calm down. Speaking of it, speaking of it being built by people, did you guys hear the drama of getting it there? No. Michael I, I saw something about this. Yeah, Michael Cole was saying how they had issues. So originally it was supposed to ship through the Suez Canal, but pirates ended those. Pirates! <laughs> so That's it was sent to Miami, amazing. transported via truck to Los Angeles, taken by ship to Sydney, and then by train to Perth. So yeah, it was built by men, but in very big pieces and, pirates. and pirates. And then everybody kept posting pictures of uh, Virgil. That's amazing. Fucking... For fucking pirates, man. Like, nobody ever talks about pirates, but here they are, still to this day, fucking attacking wrestling companies, stealing chambers. What do you mean? Fucking, we talk about Kyrie probably... Sane all the time. <laughs> she's the pirate of the sky, though. So, like, oh, she's, yeah, not, she's not stealing shit in the sea. Like, she, she's stealing shit from everyone's pl- flight. You know, she'd be just when you fall asleep in the aisle seat, boom, she'd be stealing your peanuts. I liked uh, I like Kenny Orton's KO to Logan Paul. I thought that was a really good Logan Paul. I really I don't like him, but I love him for the wrestling community. Like he really is like a wrestling fan and he takes it seriously and he does. His, he pays his dues. He does. He knows what to do to get reactions, to get pops. I think he drew on the Elimination Chamber, too. Right. And he draw like Kevin yeah, Owens and say suck. He- Monster. Says KO sucks. Well, at one point when Drew was approaching, he he drew a heart symbol. Like we're cool, man. Like I heart you. Like we're fine. It's also and weird. then he changed it. Yeah. Then he changed it to KO sucks at some point. That was creative. Like they yeah. they, they gave him a lot of time in that chamber. So I enjoy that out of the box. Oh yeah. Of how do I maximize my moments? Like it reminds me of back when we've seen Otis in there, just kind of shaking his stuff, and it's kind of like, okay, look at Otis. He's maximizing right. his moment in there. This was a fun thing for Logan to do. Right. It was a little weird that Becky and Drew won, and they were both the first people in. Also, if you look at the graphic that they printed of like the those chamber matches, they're both in the exact same spot too. Interesting. I didn't notice that. That's interesting. The exact same spot. Well, there's yeah. Like I, like it's it it's like it's three here, three here, and they're both in that one spot right next to the the other main person, like they're the I, top two. 
I wanted to like the men's chamber, but I don't think I liked it as much as I wanted to. I felt like there was a, too much going on. There was just a lot of stuff. I did okay. like how Kevin Owen came in with a koala bear when he entered the arena. I know he didn't walk down the ramp because that would have frightened the koala bear, but I love that he came in with a koala bear. So points for him for that. But I do feel like the match was a little congested. I want a mental health koala. But koalas are mean. Are they? They, they yeah. look mean in those videos. They look yeah, cute. of course they don't. They're like otters. Otters are mean too. Otters aren't mean. I want to hold an otter's hand. Oh my god, we're not going to get started on otters and rape. <laughs> we're not getting into okay, that. Listen, I, th- I like think dolphin. all animals rape, but but that doesn't mean I can't find a nice otter to hold hands with who hasn't raped. They don't want to hold hands. Give them a pebble and they'll store it. Yeah, but koalas are nice. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, just... Sosis, Sosis what'd you make of this match? You uh, you just as salty as Danielle on this one? <gasps> Uh, I thought it was just they had so many they have so many uh, main event talent they needed to create stories so they threw them all in there and then had AJ and then had I I was indifferent to this match that's I, fair too sorry no it was just it, it, I, it, I was just indifferent to this match I feel like they just had too many main event talent that were either not going to have something at Mania or needed something at Mania like I don't I think you're right about Logan Paul possibly going against Orton because that's a bigger match than Logan Paul versus uh KO, but now what's KO gonna do? So I imagine that might be a triple threat match, actually. Uh I just they they have too many talent. I, I can't imagine Sami Zayn is getting on a WrestleMania card. I don't know how that happens with the amount of talent they have here, unless they do KO versus Sammy, which you have two more well, turn one of them heel. Well, I know that you uh, got real excited when we saw Gable on Raw talking about building momentum to Mania, picking up a big win against Ivar. So it seems like Gable could be on that road to Gunther. But I've also been hearing rumblings about Sami Zayn uh, possibly seeing Gunther at Mania. Uh, they've been doing something with Sammy and Shinsuke, so I, I I don't know where that's going. That match doesn't seem like Mania Caliber, maybe a kickoff. I don't know. Um, they also were doing something with Sammy and Drew to the point where, like, who knows? Maybe maybe Sammy somehow finds his way either in that match or maybe just feuding with Drew long enough so that when Drew beats Seth, Sammy's ready to just be that first contender for Drew. Yeah, I'm, I mean, um, it, you know, it's all possible. I'm just saying they just have so many big, big names that don't have a spot yet. Like, obviously, we're getting the Usos. Is Solo going to have a match? Probably not. He's going to just be the guy that interferes in everything. Um, and now, yeah, I mean, this, this elimination chamber, it was very clear that Drew was going to face face Rollins and it was to set up everything else and what everyone else is going to be doing. I don't know what the fuck Bobby Lashley is going to be doing. This would be the, the second. Bobby Lashley and his stable have been having a feud with Karrion Cross and his stable. That's going to be They're not getting on warfare. mania. That, They're going to be pre-show mania. Maybe pre-show, but that's a joke. If Shinsuke and Sammy, that was Shinsuke's first NXT match. That was his first WWE match was against Sammy. That yeah. was like my match of the year that year. That was fan. That was 2016. That was fantastic. But yeah, it looks like it looks like LA Knight and AJ Styles are headed towards a one-on-one for Mania. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that. 
Yeah, that's a good one. And and with the whole like uh Grayson Waller um segment, does that mean like Seth was implying that him and Cody are gonna tag team for me? I mean the heavy the heavy rumor is what we kind of talked about last week, where it's going night one is going to have Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth. I'm assuming the implications being that for um I could see maybe like Seth has to put his world title on the line type of thing where it's like if Rock and Roman won, Rock becomes world heavyweight champion. But if Rock and Roman lose, Cody gets his match against uh, Roman Reigns. They probably wouldn't do that. It'll probably just be if Roman and Rock win, Rock faces Roman. If Cody and Seth win, Cody faces Roman. I could even see them doing, as I mentioned last week, Seth turning on Cody and them actually not giving us Cody versus Roman. Like the, I... the the rumors going around the streets is that the original plan, like they even when Rock versus Roman was the plan, they always were like, "Well, Cody's winning Rumble, but then we're gonna do an injury angle." Like so, for some reason, they always had in the back of their mind they're gonna give him his second in a row Royal victory and find a way to just not give him the match. That was the plan. They were just trying to get to Survivor Series. None of that sounds smarter than just picking another fucking Royal Rumble winner. Uh, you could have, you, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just one mess after the other, but here we are. I'm not a big, I still don't think they know. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Cause I'm going to, no, I was just going to say, I still don't think they know what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's still a thrown up in the air. And usually I don't like segments during pay-per-views, but I didn't really hate this segment that much, except Cody trying to like rile up the crowd. I, that was cringy to me. I don't know. I I like the Austin Theory stuff. I thought that was funny. I love that their new running gag for everyone in the world is Cody finishing his story. Like Grayson saying thank thank the American education for your in uh, American system for your inability to finish your story. I thought that I was dying at that. I was like, this yeah. guy is great. I was like, he's hilarious. And then Austin being being like, he's come to Australia to finish his story. I'm like, yo, everybody is so sick of hearing you talk about finishing your story. It's just become a running joke now. It's kind of like they they just don't know what they're going to do. So they're putting I feel like now that under Vince McMahon, they kept saying he does. He just does what he wants. He doesn't listen to the audience. And now it seems like they're setting up these. Not not literal, but like these Twitter polls of like, let's have Cody throw some things out there and see how the audience responds. Yeah. And direction i'm like no, no no you guys should have a clear path and either go with it or come up with a clear path on not going with it but to have them out there like that i was like this segment is irrelevant unless you are now setting up austin theory versus grace and waller which i wouldn't be opposed to because i actually like both of them i i guess grayson would now be the baby face for letting austin theory get the shit beat out of him I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is one of those Earth 2 situations where they just didn't want to like there was no point in having Grayson take a beating and have them either give the fans a reason to, you know, not give continue to give them that hometown response or have, give the crowd a reason to turn on their two baby faces right there. Grayson Waller, I love seeing him get the hero's response. I loved watching him come out and the fans. I love that him and Austin Theory came out separately. So you kind yeah. of established this is Austin Theory. He's the smarmy heel you're going to hate. 
but he's still friends with someone you love so he, he can announce him grayson comes out they loved everything about him he does the shoey with i forget his name but famous australian fighter who always does the shoey after he wins um so that was fucking cool i enjoyed grayson at the end just being like you know what I'm going to sit this one out. You guys do your thing. I'm sure that they'll both just like be friends again. Come next SmackDown. Grayson will just have something silly to say. Like, you know, I couldn't see it. It was in my eyes. The beer from before. And then Austin will be like, all right, man, well, I'm watching you. And then there's, I think at this point right now, they want them to be a tag team. Um, Cause they're not, really they, like they don't have space to actually give them a singles push they're both worthy of being singles wrestlers with solid pushes but i think with triple h he's going to keep them together until he's got a solid direction i don't think this baby face for one night is going to carry on for grayson waller right. i don't know we'll see and i, I don't think say. it should he's too good as a heel i, I think this mm -hmm. is i'm glad to see he can pull off the baby face to the right crowd but he's too good of a heel right now yeah that but they uh they can, I think, because of the meritocracy, eventually the audience will say, we like this guy regardless of the fact that he doesn't want us to. Same thing that's happened the last few years. But they did. there was a very AEW moment with the curb stomp. We missed possibly the greatest curb stomp ever because the camera was at the wrong angle. I mean, doesn't that always happen? I mean, that curb stomp where he does a 180, that camera just completely missed it. Yeah, Austin Theory is a great sell. Oh, just yeah. Just a great sell. 100%. Yeah. That's why the they camera, utilize him, yeah. They missed a perfect 180 shot. I'm sure they'll, they have it, and they'll probably update the... Yeah, I'm sure we'll get it. They'll change it like they did with the AJ debut. They'll yeah. give us the right angle eventually. Jesus. Yeah, but overall, this is a nice, predictable, Matt, predictable show that I don't know if I would have gotten up at five o'clock in the morning to watch. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things where I think it's smart that they pick shows like like the one right before Mania or the one after Mania, as we did last year with Backlash, shows that they're not really must-see because you're you're either right near or right removed from the biggest show, the end of be all the season finale that is WrestleMania. But when you go to a foreign country, when you get that crowd, that's just extra level ecstatic to see the show. I think it does set the pay-per-view apart. And if this show was in Philadelphia, I don't think, or, or, or Boston or Chicago or wherever, I don't think, Elimination Chamber is as big of a deal as right. it was. So I think right. going to Australia was very smart and was a well uh well paced show in terms of who how yeah. you booked the first show to the last one, the first card to the last one. Uh as you did mention that we uh we are gonna see Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso for WrestleMania because we did see Jimmy Uso cost Jay Uso the Intercontinental Championship in what I thought was an excellent raw main event. Uh, had everything you needed. I thought Jey Uso looked like a million bucks. It was probably the most vulnerable I really thought Gunther was, not just because the way they booked the match and the way we saw the splash and the fact that that referee could have counted to five if not for Jimmy just banging that bell, but the crowd really just added that extra element. This was the most over they were for a Gunther contender. This seemed like the most they wanted Gunther to drop that title. This is the most high-profile file title defense Gunther's had leading into Wrestlemania where a lot of people are suggesting maybe he just keeps it maybe he just goes for it he did just surpass uh 
was it who was it was it morales Maybe. They said he did just surpass somebody as being the longest ever intercontinental title cumulative reigns. Whoa, cumulative reigns. So he, nobody has ever held the intercontinental title for more total days than Gunther. Gunther's the best. I love Gunther. Everybody should love Gunther. That's my my wholehearted opinion. Just love him so much. I don't know who could take it from him at this point. Just let Archer do it. I'm done. Give him one more year and then have I mean, I told you, I think that like the at August 31st, they're doing a pay-per-view in Germany. And I think it's logical that uh, Gunther face Roman Reigns at that show. Gunther so, could have gave our truth pointers in Austria. So he knew where to uh, go. Walter's from Austria. Gunther's from Germany. Well, the real person is from Austria. Okay. Well, so Walter <laughs> could maybe DM Just... him, but Gunther would smack him in the chest. Is Walter his real name? Yeah, right? What? Is Walter Gunther's real name? I think it is. I don't remember, to be honest. Yep. It's Walter. Sorry. I was just, I was curious. Oh, I found, I found that Baron Corbin thing for you. I found the, the, oh, thank the, you. Uh, yeah. It says a French YouTuber named Sturry was bringing the French community together for all live events in France. And he was encouraging people to cheer for someone. So each week it became a running gag on his show where they would pick someone that doesn't get a lot of attention and to cheer for them really loudly at live events. And um, Pete Dunn was originally the person they wanted to cheer, but in 2023, he didn't, it, he didn't have any matches, not 2023 during those. Yeah, it was 2023 during those matches. He didn't have any, um, he didn't have any live shows. So so they were like, okay, we're going to do it for Baron Corbin. So then the day before the live show, Baron Corbin interviewed with him and he did, he challenged him to wear shorts at a wrestling, uh, during that match because he never wears shorts. So Baron wore shorts because that guy challenged him to. Wow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is amazing. Yeah. I knew it was a podcaster thing. Like that guy was always like, oh, let's cheer for someone that never gets attention. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, That is pretty fucking cool. Just as cool as the fact that for the third time in history, it looks like we are headed for a real life brother versus brother wrestlemania match we of course have the hearts and the hardies and now we will have the usos being added to the fold um i mean how excited are you guys for this I, the, the build the build has been excellent it seems like this is where we wanted to go and here we are the the usos have always been i i will say it. usos are number one top 10 if not number one tag team of all time like, they are just fire. They always have been. Like, they have so many tiles under the belt. And just to be able to see them face each other and be able to see them as solo performers facing each other because they complement each other on the same side. And now we're going to see them complement each other on the opposite sides. Sosis, agree? Um, I would say top 10. I wouldn't say the greatest of all time. but I mean, I they're up there. Top but... 10. Top 5. <laughs> top 5. Um... 
top ten. I mean, we have to we have to look at the errors that we're talking. I oh mean, yeah, we're we're gonna put them ahead of like Legion of Doom. Yes, like we have to we have to. Uh, yes. I mean, for that stuff for that for that era, Legion of Doom, I think were just whatever. Well, we. I think you guys are talking about different different areas of but who's I'm saying, better. Like what makes you the top Fair. ten? I think for present day, that makes them top. Present day, they're top five. But like if you're comp if you're comparing them to like the Attitude Era or some other eras before that, I don't think I think top ten is a safe spot for them. I mean, I think I think it's important to note, uh, and obviously we won't harp on this for too long, but it is important to note that Bully Ray, one half of a tag team that many people, myself included, do consider to be one of the best tag teams of all time. He has said that the Usos are the undisputed best wrestling wrestling tag team of all time, and he. Famously, before that, used to he was willing to die on the sword that the Legion of Doom was the greatest tag team ever. At somewhere along the line, the Usos changed his mind. No, I don't even think I don't even think Legion of Doom are best tag team ever. I'm saying like I consider them top ten when you start putting them up against teams that they never competed against. It's mm -hmm. hard to it's hard to put them at number one. I mean. It just is the Hardys. I think are good contenders for that. Uh, Dudley boys, obviously, Edge and Chris. It's just very hard to say that they're number one. But to answer the question, I think that it will be a good match. I do think main event Jey Uso is going to lose and help elevate Jimmy in that match. Jimmy's going to be the star of that match. And then in the end, I think uh, Solo is going to cost Jay the match. Um, and it'll lead to it'll lead to a rematch at some point, but I just I don't... love that prediction. I do love that prediction, except for one detail, which is that Solo does not give two shits about anything that happens to Jimmy. If Roman gives the order, sure, but Solo was living leaving Jimmy hanging all cross raw. Jimmy was still up until Jay's match. Jay was still had his hand up waiting for Solo to give him some dap, and Solo left him hanging the whole time. I don't think Solo's help. I think Jacob Fatu helps Jimmy before Solo does. I mean that that's possible too, but I think the whole thing with the blood bloodline is we have to protect the family. So I do think it would be either a Roman or Rock order. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Jay winning that match. I think it elevates Jimmy, who's sort of been on the back burner between the two. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a solid match. I think that they're they're going to put in the work to make it a really good match. Oh, yeah. No, the, I mean, the feud already is writing itself. I loved the little the little things Jimmy did during his attack where he's screaming. He's like, you really think you're going to win a title without me? Like it, it's it goes so deep. It goes so deep where he's talking about the fact that, like, no, yeah, we were the best tag team ever. We did all this. But now you think you better than me. You can go on, face Roman for the big title, face Gunther for the IC title, win tag team titles with Cody. No, I'm taking every title you ever get put your eyes on. You're not getting nothing. So, like, I, these two are going to just tell us this phenomenal story. I cannot wait to see it unfold. I don't necessarily know that you're correct in your prediction for winner. I, I, I think Jay might just be too over, and I, I think he might need to walk out of this year's WrestleMania winner. He might have earned it up to this point, and where J Jimmy will get elevated simply by the match, simply by the spotlight that comes with the story that they're telling. This is going to be one of the best stories they tell leading into WrestleMania, so I think that's going to be the elevation.
They better not uh, hug speaking of elevation, I'm sorry. So they better not hug at the end, or I'm gonna be very upset. No, no handshake, no, 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 no hugs. That's definitely not happening. If anything, if they Cody, kiss. if Cody said, oh. "I want to take everything from you, Roman," yeah, there might be a clean sweep of the entire bloodline losing at Mania. Yeah. I just feel like Jimmy needs this more than Jay. I think Jay's gonna yeah. be strong regardless, and Jay's gonna still go back to Raw and be a fan favorite, and he's gonna have his moment when everyone's bopping their arms up and down on his entrance. But Jimmy needs this. I feel like Jimmy's just become like the laughing stock of. But it's by design. Like that's where he's. No, taking I know. His character. I know. And I think, I think WrestleMania is where he can start being, being taken seriously. I think, I think Monday night was when he started being taken seriously because he looked different. Like even when he was laughing and like smiling, he looked sadistic. He looked ballistic. He looked dangerous. Um, and, and he looked on another level. I think this is the Jimmy we're going to see feuding with Jay. This is the Jimmy we're going to see on Raw. We're probably still going to see the same jokey laughing stock of the bloodline Jimmy on SmackDown, and if he wins and beats Jay, that dynamic has to change within the bloodline, which I don't think is happening. So I do think Jimmy will drop the L. But you know what? We're going to have a lot of time to go back and forth, especially we've got we're going to make those predictions as we go into WrestleMania, so we can leave this one for now. Another prediction we've got, though, we can make this one now. It's been announced Dakota Kai is returning to the ring. It'll be Bailey and Dakota taking on the Kabuki Warriors this SmackDown. It was not announced as a tag team title match. I believe it's because they didn't want to give away the finish to the kickoff match um so i i don't know i believe there's still no titles on the line maybe that changes from here to smackdown uh do what do we think guys do we think this is where dakota kai finally slides that knife right into the back of poor bailey yeah anybody john said yeah i'm thinking i mean i think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think <laughs> i'm thinking i don't know I think that it may it may it may be less subtle and it may be a thing where Bailey is trying to get a tag and Dakota Kai is distract distracted or whatever. I don't think she necessarily turns on her immediately. She very she might, but they still have two months left to Mania. So I think it would hurt Bailey more if she turned on her the SmackDown right before Mania. Um, and then you have all this up in the air, like is Bailey mentally capable of getting through the match? Um, I don't know. It's going to be good to see Dakota Kai back and setting up the, what might be a SummerSlam match between the two. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Dakota back. I'm excited to see her back too. I'm just looking forward to when Bailey wins WrestleMania. That's my all these little things are setting up for stories for her little babies, her damage control, and I'm just loving that she's going to get her moment. I, I do think she'll get her moment, but I also think Dakota Kai will have her moment on SmackDown. I yeah. do think Dakota Kai is going to stab Bailey in the back. And I, I think, I don't even think they're going to be that creative about it. I think it's going to be super predictable. Maybe they start off something like backstage where all of a sudden Dakota Kai has been attacked. So for most of the match, it's going to have to be Bailey doing the heavy lifting. Dakota Kai limps to the ring. Dakota Kai goes up there. Bailey goes for the tag. And then Dakota Kai just jumps off the apron and laughs. And then there it is. Uh, commentary starts freaking out. How could you do this to her? She trusted you. But yeah, I think it's going to be the turn that we've seen a million times. And it'll still be just as satisfying. 
because right now Bailey and Dakota and all of Damage Control are on another level with the story that they're telling. They're giving the bloodline. They're giving everyone a run for their money. Uh, and and so yeah, I'm gonna be waiting with a uh, a knife, a spoon, a fork, and a napkin to eat whatever they feed me. I'm really looking forward to it. And the build to this match begins right right after this happens i think that's where they kick it off that's where it really picks into overdrive speaking of kicking things into overdrive we had a good good it was a good weekend a good week to be a former wwe talent matt riddle is the new japan tv champion nick nemeth is the new iwgp global champion mustafa ali is the new x division champion so many champions, so many people looking to say, I told you so, I told you I could do it. Guys, who are we most excited to see hold some gold for Mustafa, another company? Mustafa Ali, obviously. Love Mustafa Ali. In and I love the stuff that's going on with TNA, so Mustafa Ali all the way. In Ali, we trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like seeing that also, but I also think it's laughable that Edge is not a champion. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> Edge shouldn't be a champion though. Yeah, he shouldn't. No, it's just like funny. Mustafa Ali, this is his first major championship victory in 20 years. I guess he's not considering the Cruiserweight Championship major, which you know it really he wasn't. was Cruiserweight champion? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I forgot. I think he was also 24-7 champion at some point. That's, well, yeah. that certainly wasn't major, but at one point, the Cruiserweight Championship did have its own show, so the argument could have been made, but once again, Mustafa Ali clearly does not consider that to be a major championship, certainly not on the same level as the TNA X Division Championship, and I got to agree. I love it. I'm so happy for him. I, I like think TNA is a good fit. I like that he beat a X Division and TNA legend in Chris Sabin as well. Like That's, that's a statement-making victory. He's got a beautiful character going on right now that the crowd's really responding to really reacting to they're probably not supposed to be as pro ali as they're supposed as they are but it still kind of works in it kind of gives him more to feed off of when he does say in ali we trust and they're actually doing it so i'm just really happy for him really excited to see this one and yeah of the three he he had gotten the least amount of love with wwe uh total so certainly nice to see him at a place that that appreciates him. Yeah, I don't care about Matt Riddle being champion. Me neither. You don't care? No. That makes me care so much. I know it does. <laughs> that makes me so happy that yeah, he's I champion. I don't care. Makes me want to throw him a parade. I, he wouldn't even make it. He would have to put shoes on, and he doesn't want to do that. Um, I'm he happy wears for flip flops. He wears slides. He doesn't wear flip flops. Oh, um, I don't know shit about sandals. <laughs> they're not sandals. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy for Ziggy. Ziggy should be. I mean, this is what they set it up for. So it's great. It's crazy. I always wonder. Ziggy! I always wonder if. If New Japan talent gets mad that like X people just come in and get championships and get championship shots. I always wonder that. Well, I wonder if the WWE stars understand the irony when they get a title and were previously complaining about old talent coming back in WWE. Right. 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 Or or part-timers or what have you. Yeah. So, but that was a, that's a big weekend. All these guys holding, holding silver and gold. 
and then AEW scheduling shit on WrestleMania weekend. All of them do, yeah, but all of them do that. They all like, do that. So yeah. It's so funny, like yeah, no, but uh, that's like a thing. Collision is competing with WrestleMania. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to see those ratings so badly. I mean, but that's a thing though. Like during WrestleMania weekend, there's all oh, if you don't go to WrestleMania, there's four other shows to go oh, see. Oh no, like, yeah, I know. GCW, I know. Just... TNA, Alpha One, yeah. I think is doing a show. Uh, what's the other? ROH is doing a show? Like they all do show. Like that's just a thing that you do. Like you could go there and not even go to WrestleMania and just see tons yeah. of show. I mean, I think when I went to WrestleMania in 2017, I saw like 12 shows that weekend. Like it's just nonstop shows. Yeah, it's it's funny when when like it's I guess WrestleMania is not sold out, but I'm sure there's a market for people who don't want to go to pay four hundred dollars. ROH. ROH is doing a show uh, that weekend. Also, they're doing Supercard of Honor uh, Friday, That's Friday April night. 5th. Yeah, they're doing yeah. Friday. There, but there's a bunch of shows that happen like during because usually the Saturday before is NXT and NXT usually used to go against. What did it used to go against? ROH. ROH used to go against TNA. I mean NXT. I'm trying to think of what was on the same Supercard. Probably. Supercard was always against NXT Takeover for the, those weekends because I remember right. Drew McIntyre didn't show up to. Supercard, and he was in the audience for NXT Takeover, and that was like a big thing. So, I mean, they yeah. do. I mean, it just happens. And now that that Mania is like occupying two nights, it's a thing. The most interesting thing I, I think about, especially uh, with Nick Nemeth, is that he we have seen him, you know, working TNA. He's been over there, but when you become a champion in new japan we've we've seen it a lot we're still watching it happen in ring of honor we're watching it happen in AEW there is kind of that doorway where like like TNA works with new japan but also new japan works with AEW like they have these doors so there's always the chance that we might now see nick nema take this title to AEW dynamite to AEW collision like we could see it happen you could say they're canoodling we could see canoodling. There's I can't so guarantee much canoodling. canoodling. So canoodling, much canoodling. Has, canoodling has not been confirmed as of yet, but it could happen. Yeah, but they're gonna canoodle. Who doesn't love a good canoodle? I mean, they're all. I think right now they see WWE as like the 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 single enemy. So the canoodling may get pretty. Oh important. yeah, they all form an alliance. Yeah. WWE and is the also, Nia Jax of wrestling, and they all and TKO together. buys them all, and they do an invasion angle. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of canoodling, uh, TNA talent, they're having a meeting today before they're taping. The word on the streets is that TNA did send a the, the talent sent a letter uh, to the brass. They're defending Scott Amore. They're demanding and requesting he be put back. We saw a lot of the talent and people backstage post Twitter statuses of uh, an hourglass symbol. I guess signaling that time is running out. Uh, we're going to see what the backlash, if any, is after this meeting. Guys, do you think there's a chance Scott Demore gets his job back? I can see that happening. I don't know why yeah. he got canned to begin with. Well, at one point, it looks like he was trying to buy the company, apparently. Oh, but I then like they shut him down very quickly and then, I guess, started working on his dismissal. What heels? I think uh, he he was very vocal about the fact that they weren't spending money on prime talent, and I think they fucked up a deal to get Braun Strowman when he was available. So 
I think he's just he was just very vocal, and they they were like, okay, we got to get this guy out of here. We we can't have him bad mouthing ownership. Well, it's sad. I hope he gets his job back. I hope talent really like pushed in by everyone tweeting and saying all these comments and these nice things about him that he gets his job back. That'd be nice. I'm surprised he hasn't already gotten a position with like AEW. Like we were talking about it when it happened. We kind of thought someone would have scooped him up. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but we will know more by the end of today for sure. <laughs> we will. I wonder, I wonder if they'll like, will we definitely know by the end? Of today, I mean, like they, we're, we're at that. the very least. I mean, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a taping today, and the, like I said, the talent meeting is featuring the people that they made that letter to. So that at the very least, they're gonna probably get an answer, or they'll hear from them, and we're gonna probably hear from the dirt sheets or the news journalists or whoever in terms of what their response was and if anything is happening. So I think we'll hear updates today, and probably know more in the weeks to come. And we'll just have to wait and see, right, Brady? That's all there is left to do. Yeah. And now we are on the road, continuing on the road to WrestleMania. It's almost here. What's in in like a month? It's wild. Month and a half? Insane. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, follow us wherever we are on social media, at The Heel Marks. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that good shit. Follow us on there. Thank you for tuning in this Saturday to listen to us talk about our favorite thing, wrestling. And remember, guys, we're not just smart marks. We're heel marks. They're not just smart, they're heel marks. They're not just smart, they're heel marks. They're not just smart, they're heel marks.